0: The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. Darkimaginings.com For the deepest, darkest cruise, to the
1: backwoods swamp where the bottom, to the inside of your casket, to the fears of the deep inside of your subconscious, it's time for Big scared. <laughs>
2: Beer Expo Live, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show.
3: Hey, this is Patrick Voss with BFX. You're listening to The Big Scary Show.
4: <laughs> this is Bobby Wiener with Bloody Mary, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show.
3: Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kasir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, (laughs) and you're listening to The Big Scary Show, the top podcast in the industry. (laughs) Hey,
0: this is Ricky from Castle Blood in Manesson, PA, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. This is Jason
5: Blazak from Streamline Studios. You're listening to The Big Scary Show.
0: Hey, this is Grant from Shadow Symphony, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show.
5: You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears
1: more makeup than I do.
2: Ah,
0: August in the summertime, nothing like hanging out at the beach, right? Relaxing, not a care in the world. Who am I kidding? It is build season, it's hiring season, it's training season, my god you're probably in a mild panic because those props you ordered a couple of months ago haven't arrived yet. But, The Big Scary Show is on the case. We are tracking all the coolest and hottest things going on in the industry, and we're bringing them to you in episode 243. Storm is going to be ranting about the Olympics. That was a rather hot topic a few weeks, for the past few weeks, I should say. Meat Hook Jim is going to one of the coolest countries in the world, just because they're so damn cool. I'm talking about Japan. We've got three cool tunes that'll hopefully get your blood pumping while you're out there in the heat hammering and nailing and screwing and sawing and doing whatever to get those haunts ready. I'm going to be giving you the latest and hottest deadline news. Um, There's no Old Crone segment this time because we sent the Old Crone out to the Northwest Arkansas Comic Con and she's brought back some great interviews with folks like C.J. Graham. Samantha Smith Jason Marsden Matthew Wood and a lot more you'll hear over the next couple of shows and if you listen carefully you might find out the answer to the August gruesome giveaway which, was, which will be on this show The Round Table of Terror tackles an interesting topic maybe you've heard about it on the social medias but there's going to be a brand new trade show in Kentucky in January there's a lot of information flying around out there And we thought we'd get right to the source and get the who, what, where, whens, and whys with Doug Sheldon of Fear Expo and one of the sponsors of the show, Patrick Voss of VFX. It's a fascinating and very interesting and informative roundtable about all the things that they have planned for Fear Expo coming to Owensboro, Kentucky in January. Take a listen and you decide if you're going. It sounds like it's going to be a blast. Once again, folks, we have a lot of stuff going on, so we're just going to get right into it. Episode 243 of The Big Scary Show. Get out there, stay cool, stay hydrated. And here we go.
6: This is The Old Crown, and I am here with C.J. Graham. Now, he may not be recognizable without his mask, but... Most of you know him as Jason from Friday the 13th. Hi, CJ. How are you doing?
7: Hey, thanks for having me on the old chrome.
6: <laughs> Actually, I'm the old chrome. This is the big scary show, so this is going to be is. international.
7: Yeah, and I'm excited to be here, especially playing Jay- Jason. Uh, you know, three decades later, we're having this conversation. How cool is that?
6: That is amazing. It is definitely Jason will never die, no matter what incantation yeah. that he takes.
7: And it's interesting because I played Jason Lives in Part 6. So yes, Coming back to life like Frankenstein just says the rest. That was the launching platform for what it's created the last five or six uh, series.
6: So, were you a fan of Jason before you got brought in to do number six?
7: I wasn't per se a fan. I liked four in general, but I was more of an old school universal black and white. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked those. And when I got the opportunity, uh, it was a blessing. I had no idea the magnitude of the icon that Jason would become over the over the decades. Mm-hmm. And as I said earlier, here we are 3 decades later talking about it. this just has to be August 2021. It's 35 years ago this month that Part 6 came out.
6: You made this old crone suddenly feel much much older. Like I a remember broken crone? the original one. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, what do you see going on in the future with with you as Jason or with any other projects you got going on?
7: Well, I just finished Vengeance, Bloodlines, which I played Elias Voorhees, Jason's father. This is part two. I played part one about a year and a half ago. Uh, And then about 18 months ago, right before the pandemic, I worked with uh, Deborah Voorhees, D. Wallace, in a film called 13 Fanboy that comes out in October.
6: That's great. Where can we find that? Is it going to be It'll be coming or? out on
7: a total dis- distribution. Uh, Vengeance will come out through stream
6: nice. and some of your different
7: films that way. I do know that Vengeance 1 has already been broadcast through YouTube. You know, somebody put it out there. We'll have to check it out. Uh, part 2, it's going to be interesting. Again, I play Elias Voorhees. And uh, there are several alumni from the Friday the 13th series in there. Uh, Lar Park Lincoln, Darcy DeMoss. There is actually someone from Halloween. And one other surprise person, I can't say, that decided to do a cameo.
6: That is awesome. That is awesome. So, are you married?
7: Yes, I'm okay. trained well, too.
6: Okay, great. So, um, does does she ever ask for the, uh, for the mask?
7: <laughs> no, you know, I, everybody always goes, Hey, does your wife want you to wear the mask when you're making love? No. Uh, but I do have a great wife. She puts up with me. Uh, and the interesting thing is, uh, for instance, this show. When they, I, they said, hey, is Ruby coming? I said, no, they were like, oh. I'm like, Wait a minute, I'm the celebrity. <laughs> they all wanted to see Ruby. So, but
6: behind every great man, right?
7: There's a greater woman.
6: Yes, that's awesome. Well, shout out to Ruby. And thank you so much for uh, talking to me for the Big Scary Show.
7: Thank you very much.
8: Have a good day. Bye-bye. You may think you're normal, but you are all the product of mutations. Your ancestors... Our ancestors were freaks.
9: The Mutations. A journey into the world of monsters and madmen. He's one of us.
2: We accept you.
5: He's one of us. Yes.
9: Our brother.
5: Cheryl! Our loving
9: father. Hey, Enter a world of, of freaks. Get
5: back! Stay away from me!
9: The Mutations. From Columbia Pictures, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. The mutations, once
8: created, they can never be stopped. A Big Scary Show big exclusive. Grave robber, night breed, from the Big Robert. Scary Show. Big scary.
5: Like lambs led to the slaughter Like villagers with torches come to burn down the tower They bring the castigation
10: Haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free. And see for yourself the difference Fright Fine will make in your haunt listing.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Drew Badger, and this is Deadline News for episode 243. And we're going to start off with something a little different this time. We're going to start out with some news regarding. The Conjuring coming out on Blu-ray. This comes to us via bloodydisgusting.com. Ed and Lorraine Warren are coming home in The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It on 4K Blu-ray and DVD, and a three-film franchise collection is also on the way. The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, and this year's The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It have been bundled together in a Blu-ray set releasing on August 24th. A solo release for The Devil Made Me Do It is coming on the same day. It all began with James Wan's The Conjuring back in 2013, which introduced Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga's Ed and Lorraine Warren. After battling Bathsheba, the Warrens vanquished the Crooked Man and demonic nun Valak in 2016's The Conjuring 2, with The Devil Made Me Do It bringing the series into the 80s for a tale of demonically possessed murder. These core films have, of course, also spawned multiple spin-offs. But they're unfortunately not included with this set. We have this update from the Mad Monster Expo coming to Concord, North Carolina. When there's no more room in hell, Ken Foray will walk Mad Monster Expo 2021. Ken Foray from Dawn of the Dead, The Devil's Rejects, The Lords of Salem, and so much more joins the madness in Concord September 3rd through the 5th. For tickets, hotel and more information visit madmonsterparty.com. We have this announcement from Monster Day coming to Greeley, Colorado. Monster Day is back, the free family friendly celebration of all things Monster featuring Greeley the Gremlin and Friends is happening on August 21st in downtown Greeley. We've been making plans for this monstrous celebration, some of them are still in the works, but you can expect to see lots of professional makeup demonstrations, vendor booths, a booth that will do professional airbrush monster makeup, and calmer face painting by our friends at Merrymakers. The folks from MCA Universal Studios will be here, and our good friends at Anderson Farms will bring over 30 costumed actors to the event. Distortions will once again place dozens of their creations around for photo ops, and the crowd-favorite costume contest will be back as well. There will be food and refreshment booths. The 8th 8th Street Plaza will have kids' activities, games, and the High Plains Library pop-up featuring lots of monster lore books. In addition to everything on the 8th and 9th Street plazas, people can get in the spirit with related events at the Colorado Model Railroad Museum, the Greeley Ice House, the Greeley History Museum, and the Crest Cinema and Lounge. We're not having the large tent in the park with the animatronic creatures this year and are returning to the more organic roots where the event began, but we're still committed to providing support to Don't Be a Monster, a Denver area nonprofit that does anti bullying assemblies at school. Get more information at MonsterdayGreeley.com. We have this news from the Frightland Haunted Attraction in Middletown, Delaware. Do you like to lurk in the dark? Do you have any strange talents or abilities? Think you have what it takes to scare the living daylights out of people? Want to get paid for it? Frightland, Delaware's largest haunted attraction, is now accepting applications for the upcoming season. We're looking for experienced and closeted actors and haunt enthusiasts to help us scare the wits out of our guests. If you love Halloween, love scaring people, and love getting paid to have fun, we're interested in having you join our Scream Team family. We're looking for the best of the best for our 25th season, so if you have what it takes, get more information at Frightland.com slash employment. We have this update from the New Jersey Horror Con and Film Festival coming to Atlantic City, New Jersey. Come out and meet Night of the Creeps' Jill Whitlow and Alan Kayser. New Jersey HorrorCon and Film Festival Showboat Hotel Atlantic City, New Jersey on September 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Tickets are on sale now and vendor tables are almost sold out. Get a full round of guests and lots more information at njhorrorcon.com. We have this update from Days of the Dead coming to Atlanta. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actor Barry Bostwick to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Atlanta, happening August 27th through the 29th at the Sheraton Atlanta Hotel. Barry Bostwick is best known for his role as and Majors in the cult classic Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's also appeared in various television roles, including Spin City and Law and & Order Special Victims Unit, and most recently he's known for playing the title role in another cult classic, FDR, American Badass. Get more information and tickets at daysofthedead.com. And finally, we have this news from the Lost Souls bus tour in Chicago. Well, it's happened again. COVID has caused us to have to cancel this year's tours. We do believe that we could provide a safe environment, but that would require proof of vaccination and masks. However, with masks comes no eating or drinking and Brewster can't provide the level of entertainment you're used to. Rather than sacrifice show quality, we have chosen to err on the side of caution and cancel the tour for 2021. With that said, we do want to encourage everyone to get out and check out the haunted houses this year. Be sure to check their websites for details, but we anticipate that they will be taking similar precautions as last year. We're confident that all the shows will be open this year, and will have proper safety precautions in place, and will be safe to visit. We'll have more updates about the status of the haunts that are open throughout the season, and we hope to see you next year. Keep up with updates at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Chicago. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News.
6: <laughs> Hi, this is the old crone with the Big Scary Show, and I'm at the Northwest Arkansas Comic Con. And this is the lovely, beautiful Samantha Smith, and you guys know her as probably best for Mary Winchester. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, I caught the tail end of your panel. It was great. You Thank you. A lot you. of fun doing that.
4: I do. I really like being able to in person, you know, look the fans in the eyes and interact and hear what they have to say. And the energy is always great. So it's it's one of my favorite parts.
6: Good. Now, like I said, most people know you from Supernatural, of course, huge fan. But I was looking, and you actually have done some other horror things in the past. Is that a, a favorite genre of yours?
4: I do well. I tend to like more suspense and sci-fi. Okay. Horror is a little hard for me. Um, it's fine when I'm filming it, but I can't always watch it. I can relate to that. Yeah, um, but anything that's physical and active, and I, that's one of the things I love most about Mary is that there was she was always doing stuff and weapons and fighting and driving and it's just it's fun. It's always fun.
6: So, whenever you first were brought in to play Mary. In some random episodes, the first, you know, several seasons, were you totally surprised whenever they said, listen, we want to do an entire character arc
4: based on you? I was surprised every episode that they brought (laughs) me back for the first seven years. I never knew when it was coming, and it was always a surprise and always something different and exciting and new and some different version of the character. But I had no idea when they brought me back for season 12. I thought it was just one episode at the end of season 11. And then they told me they were bringing me back to life. I had no idea how or why or what I was going to be. And every script was a new surprise and a new adventure. So it was a crazy, amazing roller coaster.
6: I love how you were able to bring um, so much vulnerability but yet so much strength. I mean, you were a badass, and you were just made a great example for all moms.
4: Um, Thank you. There. I think some I of the fandom disagree. disagrees, though. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Now, listen,
6: in your panel, you were talking about your battle with breast cancer. Yes. Um, so tell me about your foundation and, and what you're doing with that.
4: Well, it's not my foundation. There's, I raise money for – it's two-pronged. There's a, an organization in Chicago called the Chicago Foundation for Women, and they basically distribute money amongst all uh, worthy causes in that area. And one of the main ones that they are working with is something is a an organization called Equal Hope. Because of the disparity in health care uh, among racial lines across racial lines uh, and just women in general because a woman gets sick and she loses her income and her child care and everything. Uh-huh. And she she can't Take care of her kids. She can't do anything. So, if that if she even gets diagnosed, so Equal Hope takes their money and gives free screenings, gives free treatment. Will help you get your insurance to pay for things. They they cover it all. They cover childcare and post care. You know, helping you with jobs. It, it, it's a, it's an unbelievable foundation, and I would give them all of my money if I could. That's great. So well, you know, in the haunted
6: industry. Um, haunted attraction industry and horror movies and things you know we scare for fun but that is something that is totally uh, terrifying i i'm so life, happy yeah. you're doing well thank you me too i'm very and, blessed and um i will definitely look out
4: for those organizations and thank i will you. put links in uh thank the big you. scary show for you thank okay? you thank you yeah thank you know we want to keep our scares fictional if we exactly can. exactly thank you so thank much it's been an honor to meet with you well, likewise thank, no, you. Thank, thank you thank you so so bye
6: bye
5: that was
0: lovely Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop Dark by
6: darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs>
1: broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the earth this is a hot minute and now with this week's commentary storm
10: so you might have noticed over the past couple of weeks that the uh, uh summer olympics finally happened you know the summer olympics of 2020 actually finally happened 2021 and it's all weird and sad seeing it without any fans or anything. I mean, it'd almost be like haunting without any audience. It's, you know sort of going through emotions and stuff. But you know the, the Olympics brought up something interesting and, and you see the dedication that these people have, and, and you realize that they've dedicated their entire lives up to that point to get to where they are and do what they do. Which is, is quite interesting. You know, as haunters, we get a lot of criticism and stuff by our people we work with, socialize, know, meet on the street. They don't understand haunting and stuff. And, you know, our dedication to it comes from the enjoyment of it. A lot of it's tradition stuff, things we've enjoyed about Halloween that's made an impact on our lives and drives us to that dedication. But it had me thinking about some of these weird competitions in the Olympics. And, you know, how do people, you know, end up dedicating their lives to that? Like, oh, say race walking. Yeah, that's the weird thing, you know where you're sort of running but you're not running and you're sort of walking but you're not walking and you gotta do like a marathon length so it's like 30 miles and you know don't google it for YouTube or anything because it it's always showing Russian competitions with people soiling themselves going down the street and stuff that's pretty much all race walking was known for I I think they're going to skip it the next couple Olympics but there have actually been a, a lot of other oddball things that people have dedicated their lives to Olympics well you know first of all I I'm not exactly sure when it happened, but somehow synchronized swimming became artistic swimming or something. I I don't know. Still, Still a weird sport, but not as weird as solo synchronized swimming. Let that soak in for a second there. Some People have dedicated their lives to become the best solo synchronized swimmers ever. And there are even some other, you know, events and stuff in the Olympics which have actually, you know, no longer happen, um, like tug of war. Uh, I, hey, fun at the company picnic, you know, maybe at the county fair and stuff. But to dedicate your entire life as, as, you know, a youngster to get to the tug of war in the Olympics—that's that's that's really what you're going for, and and. and you know, that's, that's a little hard for me to wrap my head around and there's been a couple other weird ones too you know you, you'll have a uh, rope climbing used to be an olympic sport this is why you know some old schools even had it still as a gym class because rope climbing that's right it you actually had a reason to do it and and why to go through it because you could become an olympic champion by rope climbing and you could also be somebody who would lose in it uh, my personal favorite though is at, at one point Dueling pistols was part of the Olympics. I, 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 I'm, I'm talking like duel, like Hamilton duel. Like they used wax bullets and plaster vests. Um, that one I might want to see come back. That might get your ratings up. Um, but you know, just think about that. You know, whenever somebody's criticizing you about you know haunting and this time and dedication you're putting into it and how you might be a little weirdo, just just know, you know there, there, there are others out there. There are people out there who've dedicated their lives to race walking. And and you feel their pain, and you're not as bad as them. So until next time, keep every minute episode
1: For another haunt minute, and in the meantime, share your opinions on the Big Scary Show Facebook page and on Twitter at Big Scary Storm.
0: Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. And ladies and gentlemen, we hope you're listening carefully to the show because it is time for the August gruesome giveaway here on The Big Scary Show. Sponsored by our very good friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. You better get over to ScreamlineStudios.com and place those orders now if you want to get them in time for haunt season. Or you could win something right now and we'll get it to you before haunt season. I'm going to ask you a question. The answer is in the show. If you think you know that answer, email it to us along with your name, your phone number, and of course the answer, contest at bigscaryshow.com before midnight on August 23rd. Now without further ado, the question for the August gruesome giveaway is... What role did Jason Marsden play in a rather famous modern-day Halloween movie? If you think you know the answer to that, email again. name your number and that answer to contest at bigscaryshow.com before august 23rd and we will randomly select an entrant and of course we want to thank our friends at screamlinestudios.com for providing us some great great prizes previous winners and family members of the big scary show staff are not eligible to win good luck
6: Okay, I'm standing here at the Northwest Arkansas Comic-Con with Jason Marsden. And you probably know him from all kinds of sitcoms and things like that back in the 80s and 90s. We're all old, okay. Um, But did you know I learned this about him, is that he was actually the voice of Binks from Hocus Pocus. And I'm excited to meet him. So how are you doing?
9: I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm
6: doing great. Doing great. Now, what projects are you working on now?
9: I am uh, working on a show called uh, Young Justice. Where we're doing our fourth season, and I voice a character named Impulse, who uh, uh, who uh, became a Kid Flash in the in the last couple of seasons. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, and uh, and some other cartoons here and there. And I, I live in Nashville, and I produce a show called the Mars Variety Show, which I would love for people to watch on YouTube. It's like inspired by the variety shows of the '60s and '70s. I'm the host. I'm like the Dean Martin. And I'm showcasing uh, independent musicians and comedians in, in my hometown, Nashville.
6: That's great. So where can they find out about all of this stuff that you're doing? Uh,
9: well, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Jason Marsden on Instagram, or I'm on TikTok as well. Uh, I think it's official Jason Marsden or Jason Marsden official, or, uh, or uh, my website, jasonmarsden.com.
6: Okay. So um, how do you feel about the new Hocus Pocus movie coming out?
9: I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to hear. I, 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 have, I have no idea what it's about. Uh, I have no confirmation if I'm in it or not. Uh, last I heard is that they're gonna shoot in Rhode Island which is where I'm from originally so that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. That's
6: pretty cool So with all your voiceover work do you prefer like a particular genre the anime or horror just regular cartoon what's your favorite genre to voiceover you
5: know I Old
6: Crone <laughs> I, I I just like to act I don't I don't care the genre uh, I mean, you know I guess if I had a
9: preference of comedy comedic. You know, because yeah. drama can be kind of taxing and depressing yes. uh, on the on the psyche, but uh, but uh, but uh, I guess I'll pick comedy, yes.
6: Okay, great, great. Well, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your time here at Northwest Arkansas Comic-Con. Well, thank you, and I hope
9: to see you this All Hallows' Eve.
6: Oh, I shall be there.
9: <laughs> oh, my God, you're not a witch, are you? I just might be. You don't eat children. You're not one of those witches.
6: I nibble on them a bit.
9: Oh, uh, well, we'll have to, we'll have, I'll have words for you.
6: we oh, Will do.
5: Bye. So uh,
8: are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that music does mean it is time for the Roundtable of Terror here on the Big Scary Show. And can you believe it? It's already getting into mid-August. There are going to be haunted attractions opening up within a month. And we are just so excited about that. We cannot wait for haunt season to begin. But we're going to talk about something that's going to be taking place after haunt season. In fact, it's not going to take place until January. For those who remember few months back we had a virtual expo a virtual trade show on online in the interwebs called fear expo and the big scary show had a part in that we moderated a couple of panels storm and i did a few interviews it was generally well received there was some really good information there were a few hiccups but um generally it was a very interesting and fun experience and the powers that be at fear expo have put together a live physical trade show now, which is coming to Owensboro, Kentucky in January of 2022, so it is not too early to start making your plans now. So we want to talk about Fear Expo right now because it is about five, six months out. We want to uh, get some information and get some people aware of this because it does look like it's going to be a very interesting show. So let's welcome our guests. First of all, the organizer of Fear Expo, the virtual and the live show, we have Doug Sheldon, who is with The Haunt in Grand Rapids, Michigan, haunted attraction owner and all around Expo guy now. Doug, are you with us?
2: I am. It's nice seeing you guys again.
0: Always great to talk to you, sir. We also want to welcome Patrick Voss. Patrick is the owner of VFX, VFX Creates, which is a staple at all the trade shows and conventions these days. He is in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Patrick, are
3: you with us? I am. Glad to be here.
0: FX is a vendor and a sponsor of Fear Expo, so we thought it would be smart to have him on the show, as well as our guest. We have up in Rhode Island, we have Storm.
10: Greetings from the land of green pools. Luckily, mine finally got blowed up and is now the right color. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do we want to know how much chlorine it took?
10: Uh, two bags of shock and some other special powder and a magic chant by Moonlight. <laughs>
0: that magic water
10: no it's 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 this it's the 58 degree nights that are just oh look oh perfect for algae growth yay be great when it's hot season but not now
0: bottle it for later we have down in cincinnati ohio meat hook jim
11: you know i i don't have the swimming pool problems that storm has but you know it's been like 90 92 degrees and like five thousand percent humidity here i'm done with it you don't have a pool that's what i just said i don't have the problems i don't have a pool
0: well there you go my name is drew badger i'm in charlotte north carolina it has been miserable heat and humidity for the last several weeks as it always is in the carolinas but i sent my daughter off to college this week so the air seems at least a little quieter but we won't talk about that we're here to talk about fear expo so doug give us the who what where when and why of fear expo actually before you do that Tell us a little bit how the virtual went. I know The Big Scary Show had a part in it. We moderated some panels. We did some interviews for the show. I watched a few make and takes and watched a few classes and listened to a lot of people talking, and it generally seemed like it went well. I know there were some hiccups regarding some of the online portions of it, but uh, how how did Fear Expo virtual go overall?
2: So um, I I totally agree with you. There was um, There was the hot and the cold of the virtual expo. Um, The hot um, was the introduction of the virtual classes. Overall, we heard amazing response on how great the classes were, um, the ability for people to get on there, to be able to watch them virtually. We had people who were there all day long. We had some amazing moderators, as you guys know, because most of you guys were moderators for us um, during the um, the Haunt Master classes. So um, we felt that went really well. The first show, we had some problems with our hotspots and it ended up causing us to move to a second show where we finished up all the booth designs. And that itself, the show did exactly what we wanted it to as far as virtually and the looks and the design and your ability. But if I could look back on it and and had my time to rewind, there is a couple of things I would have done better. Um, The first one is I would have staffed up for a large show because we never expected 145 vendors Um, And even the classes, a couple of thousand people watching classes, there was a lot of work going on for a few people. Um, (laughs) And we were so appreciative for everyone who helped out, but we needed a bigger staff for, for what ended up being and it happened so quickly, you know, rooms that we thought the vendors were you know, going to take a half of a room or maybe even a full room, we built eight rooms for them. (laughs) So, and all their products were there. So we're super excited about it. And we just couldn't say no. Um, You know, we had some, uh, some amazing rooms. I mean, if you got a chance to go in and, and see the show floor. But I think the most important thing that I, if I could do anything over, it would be education for the buyers on how to use the virtual floor. I think that we just thought it was like, hey, just walk around. You're, you know, you're. It's easy to figure out. Click on something, and you know, put it in your cart, and you know, kind of the Amazon feeling. But there was a lot more to it. So, if I could turn back time, um, we would have spent a little less time making the booths look so amazing, and a little more time teaching the buyers how to how to purchase things. Because at the end of the day. That's what it was about is, you know, helping out the buyers get what they needed and helping the vendors get sales during the pandemic time. Um, I feel that, you know, the show overall, it had good sales. There was a lot of good sales, but it could have been better if we would have just did a little more education. So that's uh, something we've learned moving forward. And as far as staffing, we'll never be understaffed again for any of ourselves. (laughs) shows.
0: I remember talking to you about 30 at night one night, you were saying that people from Rome or Italy were waking up who were coding your show, and was like, I was like, "Give a like, holy!" You know, at, at that point, I realized, "Oh wow, this is bigger than I expected it was going to be," and apparently, it was.
2: Yeah, we had 150 hours into one of our bigger rooms, um CFX, which. Um, You know, they had an amazing room, but yeah, 150 hours building that room, or those rooms.
0: That I was able to watch, so that was a lot of fun. (laughs) But let's talk about the live show, Fear Expo, coming to Owensboro, Kentucky, January 21st through the 23rd. Obviously, it will be the first show of the year. So what was your decision to go from virtual to
2: a quote-unquote live show? It it was, it was definitely not something I planned on. During the entire time when we were doing the virtual show, I pretty much was under the belief that, hey, we're going to do a virtual show, and if it's needed again next year, we'll do it again next year, <laughs> and we'll keep the virtual going as long as it's needed. Um, but we started getting a lot of emails from you know, vendors and buyers alike, actors that said, hey, this is really cool. We love the concepts. We love what you, what you guys put into this. Um, we can see what you're trying to do. We'd like to see you do it in person you know, cause I don't want to sit in my house. I want to go on vacation. I want to go to this fear expo, you know? And, and it was so funny. We got so many emails like, okay, where are you at? Where are you at? No, we're virtual. What, why are you virtual? You need to be real. So we decided to be real <laughs> and come out with a live show. Um, it was, it was a hard decision because, um, you know, in order to do a in-person live show, um, it, it changed the mentality of, you know, some of the people who were with me, their expertise were more the computer. And we had to go out and search for people whose expertise were not the computer. It's now, have you done a trade show? How many trade shows have you done? Okay, great. You're hired. Come with me. You know, it was kind of gathering all that up before we decided to go ahead and announce that we're going to do a live show.
0: So. So here you are now you've, you've made the announcement yeah. and it's been met with a, uh, what kind of reaction?
2: It really depends on if you're not. um, I've been focused 100% on making sure that everything that we do is making this show a success because the vendors deserve it. And the owners deserve a great show early in the year where they can make some you know, buying decisions, some theme decisions, you know, there's other shows that are be following us that they can, you know, if, if they got some ideas from our first show, they'd be able to, um, you know, to move into other shows and maybe make final decisions. But online, I'm really surprised. I thought we would get some people who said, Hey, you know, I'm not going to make it. No, I got family plans you Know and I get people who be like, Yeah, I love it. You're in Kentucky, that's where I'm nearby. And we've seen that, but we do got some people who um have spent their time, effort, and life, I guess, uh, <laughs> trying to um, you know, express their opinion on whether we should have a show or not. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully that all starts to die down a little bit. The show is going to happen, it's not going to go away. We are going to do everything we can for the vendors who have signed up, the vendors who are thinking about signing up, and the vendors who will sign up um, to make sure that they're welcome, that we appreciate them, and they know it. And then we're going to turn to buyers. Um, We've already started reaching out to some buyers, but it's not even close to our plan of the amount of buyers in the film industry, the horror industry, and the haunt industry that we're going to reach out to, this is going to be a true trade show. This isn't going to be, um, you know, different people who just like, you know, haunted houses or something. You're going to have to be part of the trade, but we're opening that trade up to the horror industry as well and the film industry.
0: What what exactly does that mean? Does that mean like you know, if you own a production company or if you're a movie guy, you can come in and vend at this or yeah, so
2: a, so we've already, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't know you're, <laughs> yes, it means exactly that. Matter of fact, three of our biggest vendors have never been before in the haunt industry. Um, they, are, they are from the movie industry and they have amazing products and we're going to be able to introduce these to haunt owners and give them an opportunity to be able to buy some stuff from um, you know some more more vendors out there that are looking to show the haunt industry what they can do for our industry, and then the same thing with buyers. Um, a lot of the vendors that I've talked to, um, some of these big vendors um, have told me, "Hey Doug, you know I make a lot of money outside of the haunt industry. I'm selling to films. I'm selling to production companies. I'm selling to um, you know all different types of um, horror." Um, what's the, I'm looking for like the stage shows and stuff like that. Um, uh, cinema, is that what I'm thinking? Yeah. And I said, okay, well, good. Give me some ideas. Let me know who to reach out to, because those are the buyers we want to come in because our other vendors need to know about this Avenue because it's more money we can make and our vendors can keep their people working year round. So one of the things we ask the vendors to do when they sign up, tell us the top 10 people top 10 people that you sell to or would like to sell to and we're giving them a VIP ticket and we're invite them for you. We're not going to charge them to come. We want them to come here and 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 um and and introduce themselves to to the industry. Interesting. Patrick,
0: when um when you heard this was going on, what made you decide to become not only a vendor but a sponsor of this?
3: Well, I'd have to go back to when I first heard about the virtual show i had no idea about fear expo and i saw someone post about it and went to their website and checked it out and i'm like this is pretty cool and i requested a walkthrough and then doug contacted me and we had a basically a zoom meeting and um he walked me through the virtual show and told me you know everything they had going on and it literally blew me away for someone to be taking this effort to doing something this cool and new for the industry and especially during the pandemic when we really needed something and um so I was really excited about it and I'm like I'm in this is this is just cool and um uh and after that uh I you know dealing with uh the virtual show and really getting to know uh Doug and the other guys there and stuff and um got to know them we had a good show a virtual show we got i mean it was really good for us we made money we made new contacts and all that stuff i know some people had some gripes about it but i don't know we we were aggressive and and you know in doing it and we're kind of savvy when it comes to doing online stuff anyway uh but uh so I've, i've really gotten to know these guys and I think our visions are kind of the same as far as growing the industry and that the vendors are kind of the stars of the show. And uh, uh, so when they contacted me and said, hey, we're going to be doing a, a live show. And I'm like, really? And uh, where and when? Yeah. And so, so you, know, you know, we kept in communication, talked more and more about it. And I got more and more involved, and uh, just finding out what they were doing uh, with the show for the vendors and their focus on the vendors and uh, and the buyers, what all they wanted to do. It just it just really kept getting me more excited about working with these guys. And um, so got my booth. I was in, you know, from the get go, and um, took the took the plunge to be a sponsor and i'm like this is this is a really good show i want to help these guys out and um i think the uh you know there's so many shows out there that are just kind of like from rinky dink shows to uh the big shows and i guess there's some something for everybody but uh i just i guess i got excited with what they had going on and our the mindset which was we were like minded, so that's you know
2: I mean. you know the one thing about all this is I didn't even want when I was um, coming up with the packages um, for for our signups and and I got to the part where you had to do sponsors I didn't even want to call them sponsors but I knew that's a name everyone's familiar with I wanted to call them partners because I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that. Fear Expo is a partner to every single one of those sponsors. And we can help them grow and they can help us grow. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. You know, we can't do it without vendors, and the vendors need the shows to be able to help bring in more buyers. And and there's more haunts popping up all the time. I mean, I was talking to Leonard Pickle, he can't even keep up. He's out there running around crazy right now, um, helping uh, design new haunted attractions. Um, I've probably talked to 10 or 15 different people who do design work, and they're, they're booked constantly, and some of them did book it for your expo virtual, which is kind of nice, <laughs> um, but, you know, there's a lot of cool things going on, and um, I'm excited for the industry. I'm excited for, you know, what we saw with the association, the Hunters Association, and their three-year plan, and what they're doing, and how they're going to expand, and and really, you know, bring chaos, you know, to all different shows as they're planned eventually. And so, you know, everything that's going on in the industry is going the right way. And it's the perfect time to come in and, and give one more big show for everyone to come to.
0: Now, we'll, we'll make this clear. You're not trying to compete with the other trade show. We'll, we'll go ahead and say Trans World you're not trying to compete with IAPA, which are basically the two big trade shows in the country that deal with haunted attractions. You're, you're meant to be more as a supplement or an enhancement
2: to. Absolutely. Um, where we made sure that our dates were in between both of them far enough away from each of them. So people could go to their, to the larger shows. I mean, I love both of those shows. I mean, we're going to be at IAPA. Um, and, um, I'm, I mean, Transworld is Transworld. I mean, no one's ever going to take the place, try to take the place. Transworld is, you're going to hear the guy who, oh, one of the owners of Fear Expo say, Transworld is the best show out there. It is absolutely amazing. There's people from other countries who come to Transworld. We do not want to hurt Transworld at all. What we want to do is the stuff that I'm seeing right now in emails that are saying, thank you so much. We can't afford another show. We are excited about coming to your show. I can't go to a show, you know, later in the year, but I, January is the perfect time for me. Can I, you know, I'm excited that I can go to this show. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for, you know, helping the industry grow and and come together. We we need to quit having so many people so ornery with each other, (laughs) you know?
3: (laughs) That's great yep. can i can I interject something here do uh, I just like would like to say that myself and bFX are we love trans world we love Jen. Um, and transworld i I've, I've said it many times and I'll say it here on the show Transworld is the biggest and best haunt show in the world as far as I know, and um, it's our most profitable show we do uh, we love it and we're not out to do anything negative for trans world we're, we'd rather work with them on something. And, um, uh, in fact, I actually expanded my booth for 2022 with trans world and I'm looking forward to that show. It's a great show. And it's, uh, like I said, it's always profitable and, uh, it's a huge show.
2: Um, and, our, and I just want to add one more thing too. And I agree with Patrick totally. Um, we will give any trade show that's out there an opportunity for a free booth at our show to help promote themselves. I mean, we happen to be the first one of the year. Why not come there and promote your show coming up? I mean, I don't care who it is. IAPA, Transroad, Um, Texas Hunters Convention, you know. Ohio. I should start naming because I'm not going to name them all. <laughs> so, But... Um, if, if you want to come and you want to promote your show, we got a spot for you. And same thing with podcasters and, and the media, you know, get a hold of us. we we got a spot for you guys too. We'll give you a, a free spot and you guys can help, you know, promote all the shows because it's, it's, what a way to kick off 2022, but to, to promote every show in the industry. Awesome.
0: Well, on, well, on that note, we should probably take a break here to pay some bills and, We'll talk off the air, wink, wink about that. Um, We are going to take a quick break to pay a couple of bills and everything. You are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. We are talking Fear Expo 2022 with our guests, Doug Sheldon and Patrick Voss, regular hosts. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. In
5: 1897, Dr.
11: Alexander Hammond arrived at an institution for the criminally insane... Only to discover the unsolved murders of several guards. Drivers, where are we? Jerry Vane takes you into Black Moon Asylum,
8: a twisted abyss of torment, madness, and the horrifying mystery
11: of patient 292. Time for your medication. Black Moon Asylum, a symphonic journey into darkness from instrumentalist Jerry Vane. Download Black Moon Asylum at jerryvane.com, iTunes, Cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your
0: favorite download site. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror. We are talking Fear Expo 2022 happening in Owensboro, Kentucky, of all places, January 21st through the 23rd. And off the air, Jim, you were saying you had a question you
11: wanted to bring up. Yeah, I do actually, and and my question is, you know, there's all these other big city meccas where trade shows go. Um, why Owensboro? Uh, don't get me wrong; I, I'm not opposed to it. It's not that far from me, but why Owensboro?
2: Well, I mean, one thing you kind of answered that question right there when you said that it's not that far from everyone. I mean, it is a very good central location. Um, I was looking to try and do a show in Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, um, you know, that whole center area there. Um, And, you know, the first place that I looked at was Nashville, Um, you know, went out to their convention center. They were super excited. They showed us the little spot upstairs that we could could get (laughs) during the time frame. And um, it was, you know, as big, but the convention center was huge. And I said okay, and then we went to Bowling Green, and Bowling Green, the convention center was small. <laughs> you know, it was two hotels next to each other with ballrooms, and you went across from one side to the other, and um, you know, in Louisville, and and then I I stumbled upon Owensboro. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think they actually called me because we we had um, you know a whole team out there looking for the best place to go. And um, I went out there and I fell in love with the convention center immediately. Um, It was the perfect size for for the show that we plan on putting on. Um, We took all three floors. So the entire convention center was ours. But it wasn't just that it wasn't just the fact that the convention center was amazing with you know this grand floor downstairs you know with a restaurant inside and all kinds of vip rooms overlooking the convention floor that we can use but then you go upstairs and uh, there's classrooms and ballrooms and there's this river room that we're we're turning into our vip lounge and I just got more and more excited every time I saw the convention center. I'm like, wow, this is perfect for Fear Expo. Um, and then I spent the week there and met the mayor and, you know, met, met the, co- the city council and, um, and traveled with the convention center and the downtown development people and, and went to the um, distillery um, that they have there, uh, Green River. And they're the whole town is like, what can we do? You know, how can we help? What what can we do to show you that you know this is this is the right town for you guys to grow in? And um, so everything that I talked to them about, and you know, everything that we wanted, they they figured out an answer for it, and and they they became part of our team, you know, and and that was important because now it's not just Fear Expo, or you know, it's not just my staff here that's putting on this convention this trade show i'm sorry it is an entire town that's welcoming this trade show
11: just to get all that kind of feedback from the from the town is is phenomenal
2: well i mean and you know one of the things that was so cool i I was i was talking to one of the guys the head of the the downtown development and he goes hey you know those uh signs we have on the lights Um, And they had these little Owensboro signs hanging down from all the light posts going down the street and in front of the convention center. And I said, yeah, those are really cool. He goes, well, we could take all the the haunts that come to town. You give me their logos and we're put all of their logos down the street and they got to find their logo and take picture and, you know, here in Owensboro, because you're not really there until you have photos, right? And I said, well, if you do that, you better do it for the vendors too. And they said, okay, we'll do the vendor logos. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff they were throwing out there that, um, you know, I can't take credit for. I mean, it's all part of our package, but that's the town that's doing that for 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 our industry and welcoming the haunt industry.
0: What are the major roads, interstates, travel lanes and things for people to get there? I, I know it's in Western Kentucky. I don't think I've ever traveled to it. I know it's somewhere West of Louisville, but what's the easiest way to get there if you're in Columbus or Denver or St. Louis
2: or Florida or however? So, so the nice thing is that we've created an entire Owensboro travel part on our website. If you go to farexpolive.com or even if you go to farexpolive.com and you just um, click over to farexpolive. And it talks about the hotels, the airfare, the local transportation, you know, as far as Ubers and everything like that. But when when you're looking to, um, to travel, if you're going to travel by road, there, it really depends which way you come in. The nice thing about it is um, the nice thing about the Owensboro area is either way that you're coming from, you're really only a couple hours. You got time changes, obviously, but let's say that you're coming from St. Louis. You're, you're two hours away. You know, a little over two hours away, you know, Louisville, you're um, two hours away. I'm sorry, St. Louis, I think you're almost three. Yeah, three. Louisville, you're two hours away. Nashville, you're two and a half hours away. So I mean, and there's a lot of main roads that come in through there. I mean, up through Bowling Green, um, there's, you know, I-65, there's 64 going in between Louisville and St. Louis, and you can come down through Evansville. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, ways to get into Owensboro, and the nice thing about it is the convention center is in the, the hub of Owensboro. It's right there on the river. It's a beautiful spot, and, um, you know, the it's, it's just a nice home, mid-range, mid-size um, town that is going to be perfect for, the, you know, the growth of Fear Expo.
0: And I assume there'll be hotel packages and things for vendors coming in, for guests coming in, buyers,
2: and all that. Well, so we we really um, I challenged the town on that. I said, okay, you know, how many rooms do we have in this town? And I said, okay, great. You know, what are all the hotels? And we have them all on our website. But we challenged every hotel to get me around ninety nine dollars a night. <laughs> They're like, what? You're crazy. I said, this is January you can do it. (laughs) And, um, you know, I got the two hotels very close to the convention center. They have some of the suites at around 135 that were normally 189, 190. And then, you know, most of the rooms are around that 115. And then once you break outside of those two, almost every other hotel is $99 or less for the room. So we not only got the two hotels next to the convention center, we have the entire uh, all the hotels in the town that the packages you can go anywhere and get a room package for Fair Expo in that town.
10: I'd imagine, too, that you're probably not gouged with a lot of taxes in Owensboro either, with uh, especially room taxes and stuff. I know when I stay in big cities, it's almost like another $40 a night sometimes.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, all the taxes were nice and low there. Um, matter of fact, I think when I stayed at the one... It was like one hundred nineteen, and it was like a nine. Uh, I think it was nine hundred fifty or something for taxes. So not even close. And and that even brings up something inside the convention center. We don't have union dues or union fees. Um, we're providing workers for the vendors. So if when you sign up, you click, you need a couple of people to help you unload and and um, load out. We Fear Expo is going to provide that for you. Very nice. That's that's, that's
10: cool. always a big plus. Um, what about? Um, you know, one of the major things that uh, shows, especially midsize shows and, and new shows, is the parking and security for uh, vendors when they bring in their trailers and everything. Uh, does Owensboro offer anything with that?
2: So that was um, something that I looked at right away, too, because I know with a lot of what's going on right now across the country, I wanted a place where people could feel safe. Um, and I'm not saying that any city is safer than other cities. I'm not trying to say that at all. But when I talked to Owensboro, I said straight out to him, you know, I know there's crime everywhere, but how is it here? Can you leave your door unlocked if you run into the store? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they said, yes, you know, we don't have, you know, major problems with, you know, people breaking in cars. We don't have a lot of problems with people stealing, you know, vehicles or anything like that. And I said, okay, that's great. I said, and I can, I can tell people that and you know, we'll be able to show people that. I said, but we got a lot of people coming in from all over the country that are gonna be hauling big trailers. And one of the things we always ran into in different locations was the security for those trailers. And at first they said, oh, well, we have a mall on the other side of town. It's about 15 minutes away. You know, we're put, you know, we get some, you know, guards around and make sure it's secured. And I said, it's too far away. We need it where they can see it. (laughs) Who wants to put their $20,000 trailer with $100,000 worth of stuff on the other side of town? And so they uh, they had this parking area where they were going to build a hotel and it kind of got stalled. Um, you know during the pandemic and they reached out to about a week later they got back to me they had reached out to the company that owned that area and they said hey look you can have that whole area that's all parking lot and it's all fenced in we can put someone there to keep an eye on it and you can park for free all your trailers in there so huge area about 112 parking spots for you know up to a 20 I mean you can get a 30 foot trailer in there easily so Um, And it's, you can see it from the convention center. Um, On top of that, we have, I think these are first come first serve right next to the convention center. We have eight RV spots with water and electric for anyone who's going to bring their RV in. Right in the parking lot of the convention center.
0: So let's say I'm a vendor and I've gotten there and I've brought a couple of my staff with me. We've got a booth and everything. And uh, what is there to do other than to vent? I assume that you are going to be bringing some classes and some kind of seminars and some kind of things like that going on. And for the regular people who are going to come and buy a ticket for this, the buyers and everything, I assume many of them come to other shows for the education. Is there educational and business tracks that will be done along with this? Or is this going to be primarily just product sales?
2: No, um, I'm glad you brought that up. We wanted um, to keep with what was hot from the virtual and that was our master classes. Um, and we even wanted to step them up a notch. We reached out to outside the industry, um, a marketing class um, that we're about ready to announce. We're hoping to start announcing a couple of our classes very soon, we're just you know, locking them all down. Um, a marketing class taught by someone from, from Facebook you know, that's high up in Facebook, that's going to be teaching there. Um, you know, we're looking at having another class um, from one of the finalists, well, Tyler Green, so you guys know who that is. I mean, from, um, he, we just got uh, paperwork done for him. Um, we have movie people who, who do set scenes and stuff like that, that we're working on. We have um, professional customers who work at different amusement parks so we are looking to make sure that our seminars stay at that high quality level that we we that we came to expect with fair expo virtual but now you are going to be able to do them live but even on top of that um i said you know that's great and everything but i know when i sit in a class sometimes i get a little bored you know <laughs> it's like i'm just hearing i mean i love it and everything but don't get me wrong but I'm not one of those people who can just sit there forever. I want a little hands-on. So can I talk to some of these people about doing a workshop? Give me something to paint if I'm going to learn to paint. You know? <laughs> and so um, I'm I'm excited to announce that, um, you know, nine of these classes are going to be an hour and a half workshop where you're actually get to learn from the professional and do it. They're going to walk around and show you how to do some of this stuff. So, um, you know, and I imagine they're um, uh trade shows have done that before but um it's just something that i i was excited about bringing in some workshops along with the classes so now we call them seminars you you know it's it's a little bit of everything that's the education part of it there is so much more going on um we announced the other day we have two live bands coming in for friday night um super super excited um that's going to be a really fun party um You know we're gonna have the bars all set up in there and um it just at time you know the first big party of the new year besides new year's obviously (laughs) and um you know all the hump people getting together with the vendors and you know hopefully they can slide off into the river room and make some deals while they're up there because i know most of my deals happen when i had a beer in my hand um and uh you know so we got that going on um we have a bunch of other events as well so
0: I mean, you know, you, you go to a trade show, you go to a convention, you have the floor, you have the the vendors, and you have the, the seminars, and you just mentioned live bands, so there's there's going to be at least one night where there's going to be live music. Uh, is there going to be like a costume party? Are there going to be any haunt tours? Are there going to be the things that a lot of people expect that they've seen at other shows?
2: Okay, well, I'm going to give you the whole lineup now, so get ready. <laughs> so. So on um, Saturday night, um, or excuse me, on Friday night, before we have the live bands, we actually have the um, Vendor Spotlight Fashion Show. So super excited about that. We're about ready to release the details on that. And that's something that, um, you know, put a couple of people who are in the fashion industry, um, came up with this idea to me and I loved it. And it's a way for us to showcase um, the different vendors. Um, and we're going to get vendors signing up for it to be able to show off some of their stuff on kind of a runway type feel. Um, I'm not going to, um, we got a video coming, so I'm not going to kill everything right now, but trust me, you're going to want to see the video. Lots of cool stuff going on with that. Um, we have um, the same, I haven't even announced this yet. How about I announce something new on here that hasn't even been like put onto the website yet. You guys getting exclusive. News. Um we are doing an icon character um, beauty contest and we're about ready to announce that here really soon. Um, We're going to send it out to all the haunts and ask them who their icon character is and they can um, sign them up to win cash and prizes not only for the icon but also for the haunts. So that way they're coming root on their icon characters we can all get some cool pictures and we got the runway set up so why not have the icons go through a couple different um runway type walks and struts and everything like that We're even ask them you know what their plan is to save the earth so <laughs> <laughs> or destroy the earth in some of these icon <laughs> characters <laughs> um and then uh saturday we have um uh, just an amazing. Uh, it's a costume ball, but it's going to have some twists and turns to it. We're trying to confirm the ability to be able to use a couple um, stunts and some different um, items that I can't release until it's confirmed that we're allowed to do it. Um, but it's going to be fun, and I can't wait to to release that as well. Um, and then the town of Owensboro is is doing all kinds of specials. Um, they're going to have a booth inside the convention center to give out coupons and, um, you know, talk about their local um, bars and restaurants and specials that's going on. I mean, this town has three barbecue buffets. I mean, I've never even been (laughs) to a barbecue buffet. (laughs) And this place-
3: Oh my God.
2: (laughs) It is insane. (laughs) Apparently. Every time I go there, it's like, okay, I'm going to the barbie. I'm going to, I I love Blue Moon. (laughs) So I go right there, right away. It is amazing. It seats 150 people and the food and they, they fresh, they, the owner even pulled me back in the back where they, where they spend all day smoking, you know, lamb and um, steak. And, oh, wow, I'm getting hungry now thinking about it. So (laughs) there's that there's Green River Distillery, which is the fifth oldest, oldest distillery in the country. It's number five on the license. And to give you an idea, Jim Beam, I think is 173 and Wild Turkey's like 85 or something. So it's that much older. And um, they're gonna be doing tours during the show. So you'll be able to come out and they'll have their bus out there and you can go over to the distillery and do tours and tastings. So all kinds of stuff. There's so much going on. Check out our website. Um, and we're going to be adding more stuff. There's there's a lot of things that we're working on that we haven't even announced yet. Uh, we don't want you to be bored. We want you to kind of regret having to leave Sunday.
0: <laughs> Any questions from the hosts?
11: Um, no, but I've got a comment about the distillery. Okay. <laughs> All right, so how many times can you go through on the tour? For the
2: why well i tell that? you what i've taken it three times already
3: so <laughs> let's see we could do the distillery challenge
2: <laughs> there you, or even have the icon beauty contest maybe at the distillery <laughs> <laughs> Wow!
3: <laughs> after
11: lots of tastings
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's we want to have fun i mean it's got to be fun and then you know we get back to business we get on the show floor i mean And, um, you know, take care of our vendors, you know, check out the new things that they have to offer, put in our orders early. I mean, there is nothing more nerve wracking for me than getting into August and going, okay, I know I got this coming. I got to get it in there. I got to get it into this room. And, you know, you don't want to bother the vendors, you know, they're working hard to get this stuff done, but you're over there going, I need my stuff. (laughs) You know, so, you know, get your orders in early, you know, um, and, and show up, come out there and, and, and support the industry, support the vendors. And on the flip side, you know, um, you know, we all gotta support all the haunts too. Go around and check each other out and, and help grow this industry, help someone open a haunt.
0: How is the haunt scene in, can, I know the Louisville and the Lexington areas are rife with haunted houses, but how is it more in Western Kentucky? Are there some good quality haunts out there that might be vending or bringing characters?
2: You know, um, we're reaching out to all of them, and um, I, I got I got a feeling that I don't know so much about haunts vending. Um, you know, we're really looking to try and um, stay with vendors, but if we have some haunts that are vendors, and there's a lot of them out there, you know, 916 is one that I can think of. There's a lot of haunt owners who own, um, I mean, vendors who own haunts. There's a lot of them out there. So yeah, I definitely like that. But as far as like a normal haunt like myself, um, I wouldn't see my haunt bending. Um, we're just gonna come there and you know hopefully spend some money and or drink some bourbon. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like an alcoholic and I, have ever, I almost never drank.
0: <laughs> which, which I guess brings up another question. We'll be allowed to uh, wear costumes on the trade show floor
2: that's that's a tough one Uh, you had to put me on that on that question right now because it's something that's gone back and forth um there's a part of me you notice that we changed our logo um we went for that professional you know trade show um we we are you know professional type trade show feel and there's part of me that says yes wear the costumes we love it we want to see them um but I don't want to distract from from the vendors and what they're doing. So I I want to say that I'm going to reserve right now we have not made that rule either way and I'm going to reserve that question. I'm going to come back and let you know for sure which way we're going to go on that one. Cuz I want to make I want to make a decision on that that's right for everyone and that it takes everyone's everyone's thoughts about into this we might even throw that on our website or on our um social media and ask that question what does everyone think about it you know
3: or the party yeah as long as we can
2: wear The party there's yeah i mean now the icon characters who are doing the beauty pageant they might have to stay in their costume a little bit we ain't going to say anything bad about that get your picture taken with an icon
0: As somebody who takes, who goes to trade shows in my career path, you know, where you have to wear nice clothing, as long as we can wear the black t-shirt and the jeans, I think the majority of us
2: will be fine, (laughs) whatever color. Wear your (laughs) company logo. Every trade show I've ever gone to, no matter which industry, you know, and I have a couple of different companies. um, I've always worn my company logo. Promote your companies. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other questions from the co hosts?
10: Yeah. Doug, what are some of the important dates coming up involved with this Fear Expo Live?
2: So, um, you know, as far as the show itself, um, we open up January 1st through the 23rd of 2022. But we do got some deadlines coming up here for the vendors. I mean, August 15th, which is only six days away we are doing the cutoff for our half price um, booths. So a 10 by 10 booth right now is only $600. You get a free one night stay in one of the adjacent hotels. So you're guaranteed to be right next to the convention center if you sign up by August 15th. You get uh, free electric for your booth, free compressed air um, if, if you need it. Um, Wi-Fi is actually sponsored by HauntQ, they're buying, the, they bought the Wi-Fi for the entire convention center, so no matter what, that's staying free all the way through, you know, the time that uh, we, we go live. Uh, you get a free half page in the, um, the vendor magazine, the Fear Expo vendor magazine that will be handed out to everyone who, who comes in, so a free half page, I mean, just that alone, um, you know, it's worth so, it's, the value is there. Um, you know, we have for the vendors, we got our Wednesday dinner where the vendors get at you know, two free passes to the vendor Wednesday dinner, um, 10 by 10 or per 10 by 10. Um, then we got the box lunches for Thursday. We want to feed you while you're on the floor. If you're setting up, Hey, we're bringing some food around to you. So you get a, a couple of those per 10 by 10. And then we're going to throw a pizza party for the vendors on Thursday night um and you know that's free too we're not even charging you if you sign up by august 15th we're throwing the world to you because this way we can get a feeling on where we're at what we need to do um and we want to make sure that you that you're set up you know um event actors we we'll are give you a free actor while you're there um you know for for your booth if you need an actor we're going to bring in actors and have you know them set up um, you know, we can help you with booth build. We've got um, designers that are willing to to bid out your booth for you. Um, makeup artists. You know, if you sign up by August fifteenth, we'll give a makeup artist to come to your booth and do the makeup for you or your actors or whatever, um, up to three hours um, for free, and then we got amazing prices after that. Um, and then we're going to put your logo on the flag, like I talked about. So August fifteenth is a hot deadline. Um, if if you are thinking about doing Fair Expo, sign up by August 15th, get signed up. You only got to put um, 20% down. So on a 10 by 10, that's $120. It holds your spot. You don't have to pay the rest till January 1st. And, um, you know, there's just so much that's involved in that. And I was wrong earlier. I said, I thought we had eight RV hookups. We have 15 RV hookups, free lift and moving equipment, Um, we got to monitor trailer parking. So like I said, uh, August 15th is the first big deadline. And then October 15th is the next one. And the prices go up just a couple hundred dollars more. But why pay a couple hundred dollars while you're just trying to decide what to do, you know, save that money, uh, use it, use it for something else, you know, take the family out or something, but get, get signed up by August 15th.
3: So
0: are you looking still for more sponsors? I know that Patrick and VFX is a sponsor of the show, but are you looking for more people? I know you're always looking for vendors, but what about as far as sponsorship goes?
2: Yeah, we have, um, if you go to the website, we have sponsor packages. So we have event sponsors for different events. We have sponsors for different rooms. We just had Jelly Ball announced that we opened a brand new floor, the third floor ballroom, where it's going to be the neon nightmare floor. And if you have anything that is 3D or UV reactive, and you want to display it up there in the Neon Nightmare Room, you can get a booth up there. And we've even decided that you can um, you can set up a showcase. You know, set it up. And then tell people, hey, look, we have this stuff, but come down and see us at our booth downstairs just in case you're a one-man show or you know, two-person show and you don't want to have someone upstairs and downstairs. So um, a Jelly Ball came in. They're doing kind of a Days of the Dead UV 3D um, new arena. It's 60 by 40. And they're going to introduce their new game Jelly Ball to the high ha- industry.
3: I, I um, cannot wait to check that out. That looks just so fun i i really i i was like what the heck is jelly ball and i went out and googled it and watched videos i'm like but to have it on uv will be just so much fun it's i don't know i can't wait you guys have you guys heard of jelly ball
0: i think they were at trans world this year were they not were they there was a, it sounds very familiar i don't think i we, stopped and talked to him, but i think i walked past a booth that said jelly ball on it kind of kind of towards the rear i'm trying to remember if it was this year
2: we had I, them at our virtual show i know that maybe that's where i'm thinking but it just
0: sounds very familiar i i am not personally familiar with the product but sounds intriguing
2: it is very, very i mean uh just to let you know i mean it's full transparency I actually bought one of the dealerships. Um, so uh, that way I could add it on to my attraction. Um, you need to diversify. I mean, owning a Honda is great, but if you if you really want to, you know, pay rent all year long, it makes sense to have other things. So, you know, we brought in Jelly Ball and we're bringing in, you know, one or two escape rooms and maybe some axe throwing into our attraction. So,
0: that, that brings up an interesting question. Are you also looking for people who do ax throwing or escape rooms to vend at this?
2: So we've reached out to escape rooms. We got a couple of uh, escape room designers and um, escape room suppliers signed up already. Um, we haven't reached out to ax throwing, um, but I'm not saying that doesn't make sense because that is an add on that's important for our industry. And I would consider them as part of our industry. So, um, yeah, there's opportunities for them as well.
0: I'm seeing a lot of haunts doing axe throwing for a slide mm-hmm. up. So it's, it's becoming a, a very significant part of the, uh, of the industry. So,
2: yeah, anything that are help haunted uh, attractions, you know, make some more money is a good thing to, to have at the show. I mean, we got, we let the donut guys there. We might as well let the axe guys there, you know? <laughs>
0: Are you bringing the donut guys in?
2: <laughs> I'm trying. I'm <laughs> reaching out to them.
7: <laughs> Any other questions from the host sure.
10: I think we've covered a, a lot of it and a lot of the benefits and everything coming up to it. Uh, pretty good. I, I, um, it, you know, it sounds like an exciting show. And, uh, you know, really that the local towns bought into it. Uh, you and your crew are putting a lot into it and the partners and vendors that are signed up already are are putting a lot into it. So, you know, a lot of these hurdles you see with a young show first year, you know, doing a a live show um, looks like you've, you've already, you know, prepared for those types of hurdles and the things that go up. So it's a pretty exciting, a lot of information now. Uh, How can more people find out, how can people find out more about the show and as uh, more details are released?
2: Um, real quick, before I go into that, I, there was one thing I wanted to touch on. I just wanted to make sure we don't forget about it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, we talked about travel and we talked about mm-hmm. driving in, but we really didn't mention if someone was to fly in. Um, and I just wanted to touch on that real quick because um, we're finalizing it right now and I already know about it. I'm just trying to get the times. But if um, vendors or buyers are thinking about flying in, uh, they can fly into Evansville. Of course, you can fly into Owensboro, but it's a smaller airport and the flights sometimes have longer layovers. But if you fly into Evansville, we are going to be doing shuttles um, back and forth. And that is actually brought to you by the Owensboro Convention Center. They're oh, wow. going to shuttle people Um, as far as I know right now, they'll be on the hour, but I don't have the schedule yet, but we will be adding that to our website very soon. So there will be free shuttles coming from Evansville to the convention center.
0: And how far far is it? It's uh
2: it's about a 35-minute drive. So if you took an Uber, Uber Lyft, they got both Uber Lyft and they got transits too, but um, we wanted to be able to give, you know, that little extra, you know, hey, we're here to take care of you right from the beginning.
0: Okay. That, that's a very nice little service there and that, that's closer than I expected so that works out well so as Storm was asking how can people get more information about this because if I was a potential vendor if I was somebody who bought for my haunt uh, and I want to know more about this if I'm interested in maybe taking some of the classes if I'm maybe somebody that's interested in teaching a class maybe on makeup or actor training or a business track or you know budgeting or things like that will and and hey is chaos going to be taught at this if not this year but in the future how would how would we all get more information about this
2: so um the website is a perfect format um, you can go to fairexpo.live.com. Um, if you're looking to attend you can click on the attend button it gives you the information about registration and qualifying pricing the exhibit tab has other pricing, booth design. It even has a show floor. And as we're filling up, um, the, it shows. The, we try and update it daily. Um, it shows you the floor plan as it's filling. Eventually, we're going to start adding the vendors to that floor plan. Um, but as of right now, it just shows the spots that are reserved. Um, so if you're thinking about getting a booth, you can pick from the floor plan and pick your spot. I mean, we have spots that are open right now. Uh, seminars, we don't have our seminars listed, but we, if you click on the seminar tab, it shows you that um, we're about ready to release them and that you can sign up. There's a form there. By the way, back there at the attendant and the exhibit, there's the the forms to fill out. Everything is so automatic, it's so nice. Um, Or you can just click on the registration tab and you'll see that the open ones are the buyer registration, exhibitor registration, sponsor registration, and speaker registration. Pretty soon, we'll be following up with um, the events registration, haunt tour registration, and we are gonna be posting jobs and volunteers very soon. We have about a hundred uh, job openings that are be coming with us as well for people who wanna come and work at the show.
0: Very nice. I assume they will get you know access to all the social events and everything as part of their
2: all kinds of goodies. <laughs> we we want people to be happy when they leave. And, and and I and I keep saying this, you know, to family and friends when I talk about it. Is if you come to the show, I want you to be like, "Wow, I am so glad I came here." And if you don't come to the show, I want you to be like, "Damn, I wish I would have went there."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any final questions from the hosts? Well, this is the part of the show we normally like to call the plugs. I know you just plug the uh, Fear Expo website, Doug, but you're also a haunt owner, so feel free to plug not only the Expo one more time, but uh, the Haunted House where people get information. When are you going to be opening this year and what kind of new goodies you've got and any other
2: ventures you wish to plug. All right. Well, make sure that you sign up for Fair Expo Um, vendors. um, Sign up by August 15th. Take advantage of the half price. It's it's amazing. Um, As far as buyers, uh, you can sign up anytime. We will be announcing a lot more items coming up and run some specials. So, um, you know, that are that are becoming very soon. Uh, Fear Expo, you know, January 21st through the 23rd. I hope I see everyone there. I will personally be walking around shaking hands and you know, um, just want to meet y'all. I'm so excited about doing something like this, and I'm so thankful for you know, all the vendors who've already signed up. Um, thank you for you know, being part of this. Um, you know, uh pat and you know being one the first sponsor for the show thank you so much i was so glad that you came on here and i got to tell you that again i know i don't get a chance to talk to you as much because i'm constantly on the phone so but thank you for for being a sponsor for the show big scary show thank you so much for doing this thank you for being a part of the industry and and uh and getting the word out you know about all the um, very cool things that's going on in our industry as far as haunts, you know, I can plug mine, but hey, just go see a haunt, go see one close to you, you know, go check out a haunted attraction, check out two, you know, support your local haunt. So um, I know I'm going to, I'm not just going to be at mine. I'm going to be all over. So
0: we, we do have
2: listeners in Michigan who might not know about what you have. All right. You can check us out. Grand Rapids, <laughs> Michigan, the haunt. Um, it's the-haunt.com we are on our 20th year anniversary i have some special guest actors coming in we just got done adding a brand new 3d clown attraction um we have a dragon we we even make it snow in there so come check out the haunt um the dash haunt.com
0: nice and patrick i know you've got a, a great company to plug and anything else you'd like to mention
3: uh vfx vfxcreates.com uh check out our our products we try to be as innovative as we can with puppets illusions props and sound systems uh if you have any questions when you're on our when, our, when you're on our website uh you can chat with us or you can actually call me my what my phone is on the website um check us out we'll be in november we will be at iapa in January, we will be at Fear Expo Live. And in March, we'll be at Trans World. Very nice. Hope hey. to see you at all those shows.
0: BFXCreates.com. Any uh brand spanking new stuff you're going to be debuting at any of these shows?
3: Yes, of course. We try to we try to have new stuff at every show and um we've got we're actually working on a full full body dinosaur for iapa and oh, wow. uh, that's that that's cool. one you carry around but uh um it's actually sitting in my my uh casting area uh waiting for me to cast it or actually mold it and um but that's what we'll be working on between now and then so that we can walk around well at our booth at iapa <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, with a uh, dinosaur to blow people away
0: how big are we talking about
3: um you know it might be four feet long oh
0: cool like That's
3: a little so... raptor kind of thing and right. yeah I was it's hoping the... it
0: well feet tall and be like
3: <laughs> <laughs> there are it... people at, I, at, that, at, I, at IAPA that make those but I don't I make uh, I make the smaller ones that are more Q-line entertainment and, you know, that's what we're known for.
11: Sure.
0: Sounds tremendous. Can't wait to see pictures of that. Thank you. Well, Doug Sheldon and Patrick Voss, it has been an absolute delight and a pleasure to have you here on The Big Scary Show talking about Fear Expo 2022. Once again, January 21st through the 23rd. I believe that is, is that a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or is that a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What are, what are those dates? Friday, Saturday,
2: Sunday.
0: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, excellent. Vendors so Vendors can start
2: showing up on Wednesday.
0: So fearexpolive.com for all the information. And I am sure that there will be much, much more added to that website as we get close. You know, we've got about five months out. So, or something, so remember, yeah, about that long. So, you know, plenty of chances to make your plans, your travel arrangements. Uh, if you're interested in vending, all the every, all and everything you need, FearExpoLive.com, and of course, find sponsor VFX at VFX Creates. And we couldn't do this roundtable without our co-hosts, including Storm.
10: I'm looking into ways to roll up to Fear Expo Live in a haunted paddleboat.
2: Water awesome. boy. <laughs>
3: no no
10: not not like a paddle canoe i mean like one of those
2: big steamboats oh, there
3: you go the river's oh. right there doug i think you need to look into that a haunted steamboat tour
2: oh you guys are killing me quit talking about things that might be going on. <laughs> the
3: steamboats
10: dock in owensboro
2: yes they do <laughs>
0: You need a white suit and hat and a Mississippi string tie and wearing.
2: we're, we're going to end this before you guys talk about too many things. All right. Andrew, are you saying I don't have those things?
0: <laughs> are, are you
10: saying I've never been a zombie Colonel Sanders or anything?
0: I've totally done that on multiple occasions. Also want to thank Meat Hook Jim.
11: Well, you know, while you guys were chatting about that, I was looking at uh, the Green River Distillery and I'm I'm already formulating what i'm gonna have there so <laughs> hmm.
3: well, all right <laughs> we will I'll, check. Bu- I'll buy you your first drink <laughs> i'll take it all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> my little drew badger down in charlotte wanting to wish my daughter a very successful junior year at college oh. and and i hope she does well because i had to pay the largest tuition check so far <laughs> Better not take any of those damn crypt courses. This round table of terror here on The Big Scary Show.
5: Frankenstein found the secret of life, but he lost control. Now, in a screen thriller, Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks, his monstrous creations, fantastic creatures break free. See Rosanna Brazzi, Michael Dunn, Edmund Purdom, and international beauty Christiane Royce in Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Rated PG, parental guidance
11: suggested. Greetings, listeners, and welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. It's time for Between the Corpses. Greetings listeners, Meat Hook Jim here, and on this episode of Between the Corpses, I'm going to take another run at the land of the rising sun and Japanese funeral traditions. A Japanese funeral includes a wake, the cremation of the deceased, and a burial in a family grave, and a periodic memorial service. 99.81% of all deceased Japanese are cremated, according to 2007 statistics. Most of these are then buried in a family grave, but scattering of ashes has become more popular in recent years, including a burial at sea and even on rare occasions a burial in space. The average cost for a Japanese funeral is 2.3 million yen, one of the most expensive in the world. One main reason for the high cost is the scarcity of funeral plots. It is almost impossible to buy a grave in Tokyo. In recent years, however, more and more Japanese families have been choosing smaller, less expensive options for funeral services. Ancestor worship is also found in Japan. While Japan has a mix of Shinto and Buddhist beliefs, funerals are are almost always Buddhist ceremonies, and 91% of the funerals are Buddhist style. After death, the deceased's lips are moistened with water in a ceremony called water of the last moment. The household shrine is closed and covered with a white paper to keep out the impure spirits of the dead. This is called kamadana Fuji. A small table decorated with flowers, incense, and a candle is placed next next to the deceased's bed. A knife may be put on the chest of the deceased to drive away evil spirits. The relatives and the authorities are informed and a death certificate is issued. Organization of the funeral is usually the responsibility of the eldest son. A temple is contacted to schedule a funeral. It is believed by some that certain days are better for a funeral than others. For example, some days are known as tomobiki, literally friend pulling, which is great for weddings but to be avoided for funerals as nobody wants to follow a dead person into the grave. The body is washed, and the orifices are blocked with cotton or gauze. The last clothes are usually a suit for males and a kimono for females. A kimono for men is always sometimes used, but is less common. Makeup may may also be applied to improve the appearance of the body. The body is put on dry ice in a casket, and a white kimono, sandals, six coins for the crossing of the River of the Three Crossings, and items the deceased were fond of i.e. cigarettes and candy are placed in the casket. The casket is then put on an altar for the wake. The body is placed with its head toward the north or as a second choice towards the west, particularly in Buddhism. The west represents the western realm of Amitabha. Buddha. During the wake, men wear a black suit with a white shirt and a black tie and women wear either a black dress or a black kimono. The black is of special pitch black shade. If the deceased family were, was adherent to Buddhism, a set of prayer beads called juzu may be carried by the guests. A guest will bring condolence money and a special black and silver decorated envelope. Depending on the relation of the deceased and the wealth of the guest, this may be of a value equivalent to between 3,000 and 30,000 yen. The guests are seated, with the next of kin closest to the front. The Buddhist priest will then chant a section fr- from a sutra. The family members will each in turn offer incense three times for the incense urn in front of the deceased. At the same time, the assembled guests will, in turn, perform the same ritual at another location behind the family members' seats. The wake ends once the priest has completed the sutra each departing guest is given a gift which has a value about half or one-quarter of the condolence money received from the guest. The closest relatives may stay and keep vigil with the deceased overnight in the same room. The funeral is usually on the day after the wake. The procedure is similar to a wake. An incense is offered while priests chant a sutra. The ceremony differs slightly as the deceased receives the, new, receives the new Buddhist name, Kamio, this name supposedly prevents the return of the deceased if his name is called. Funerary names typically use obsolete or archaic kanji words to avoid the likelihood of the name being used in ordinary speech or writing. The length and prestige of the name depends also on either the virtue of the person's lifespan, or more commonly the size of the donation of the relatives to the temple, which may range from a cheap and free name for the most elaborate names for one million yen or more. The kanji for these kamiyo are usually very old and rarely used ones, and few people nowadays can read them. The new names are typically chosen by a Buddhist priest after consulting the family of the deceased. The new name bestowed upon them is the name that they will have in the afterlife where there will train for 49 days in becoming a disciple of Buddha At the end of the funeral ceremony the guests and family may place flowers in the casket around the deceased's head and shoulders before the casket is sealed and carried to the elaborate carried to the elaborately decorated hearse and transported to the crematorium In some regions of Japan the coffin is nailed shut by the mourners using a stone The coffin is placed on a tray in the crematorium. The family witnesses the sliding of the body into the cremation chamber, then the family returns at the appointed time. The relatives pick the bones out of the ashes and transfer them to the urn using large chopsticks or metal picks, two relatives sometimes holding the same bone at the same time with chopsticks, or according to some sources, passing the bones from chopsticks to chopsticks. This is the only time in Japan where it is proper for two people to hold the same item at the same time with chopsticks. At all other times, holding anything with chopsticks by two people at the same time, or passing an item from chopsticks to chopsticks, will remind all bystanders of a funeral of a close relative and is considered to be a major social faux pas. The bones of the feet are picked up first, and the bones of the head last. This is to ensure that the deceased is not upside down in the urn. The hyoid bone, a bone located in the neck, is the most significant bone to be put in the urn. In some cases, the ashes may be divided between more than one urn. For example, if the ashes are going to a family grave and another part of the temple, or even to a company grave or burial in space. Many Japanese companies have company graves in the largest graveyard in Japan. These graves are for former company employees and their relatives and often have a gravestone related to the company business. Depending on the local custom, the urn may stay at the family home for a number of days or be taken directly to the graveyard. While many western hearses are fairly similar, a different type can be found in Japan. Some hearse automobiles are outfitted not with a coffin bay, but with a miniature, ornate Buddhist temple. Well, that's one of my longer ones. Kind of neat. Catch you on the next episode.
8: Ohio haunted house owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio Haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook.
6: I'm standing here at the Northwest Arkansas Comic-Con for The Big Scary Show, and I'm about to talk with... Matthew Wood, Matthew, thank you. you. Want to say hi to everyone?
5: Hello there.
12: <laughs>
6: hi. I love it. You have done some amazing work, and mostly voice acting. Um, personally, I love voice acting. I've done some of that myself. What would you encourage uh, people to do if they want to get into voice acting?
12: Oh gosh, yeah, I've loved voice acting. I actually, um, so I have like two jobs really. One of my jobs. Uh, Is working for Lucasfilm, like the, you know the company that makes a Star Wars uh, for Disney, and I work in post-production, so I work a lot with um, sound, sound effects, and, and uh, vocal recording, and integrating our sounds into a mix. And so I've worked there about 31 years now, and I also was an actor when I first started working at that company, and I figured that voice acting was the thing I could continue to do and still keep my other job. So it's using the same equipment on both, uh, but you know one of my fellow colleagues in Star Wars, uh, a very talented voice actor by the name of D. Bradley Baker, who plays all of our clones on uh, Clone Wars and uh, the new Bad Batch series. He plays the main characters in there. Fantastic uh, gentleman. uh, Very talented. Works on a, a, a wide variety of shows. He's made a great website. It's just a free informational website that he's made because he loves his craft and he likes to Tell people what to expect and do. It's actually called I Want to Be a Voice Actor.com. And that's, uh, he got that domain name and made it very easy to remember. I Want to Be a Voice com, And it talks about the whole business of voice acting, how to put a reel together, uh, how to do auditions, what to expect in the business side of voice acting, and, and basically everything you want to know about it. And uh, it's, a, it's a valuable resource that's out there for free and, and made by a, a really kind soul uh d bradley baker
6: that's great now if i remember my research on you isn't there something about um oscar nominations
12: oh yes yes some of the work i've done for skywalker sound which is the division i work for of lucasfilm uh i've uh supervised um soundtracks on several films uh, that have been nominated for oscars which is always a nice thing to have happen um to see your project be nominated by your peers and have some um recognition that way uh i always find that some of the some of the competition of art i always it makes me bristle a little bit but but also like just being part of that is just uh, as they say an honor to be nominated it really is uh and, and, and to the whole team you know we have a team of like 15 20 people that make up a sound team and so to be part of that and to be able to supervise that and have it be taken to that stage is awesome so we've had films, these films I had worked on I got nominated for was um, There Will Be Blood for Paul Thomas Anderson and I did Pixar's uh, WALL-E and then um, The Force Awakens for J.J. and The Last Jedi for Ryan Johnson and once again the, I believe, The Rise of Skywalker for J.J. Abrams and that was about five of them. And then this last year uh, the Mandalorian series that I worked on we won a an Emmy for uh, for that show, for sound, and then I, I also just won an Emmy for the Clone Wars last season we did uh, for uh, streaming. So that was that. Was, those are all very fun things to have. That's very
6: cool. Now, for I myself am a haunted attraction owner, oh, nice. and that's one of our biggest audiences with the Big Scary Show. Sound is so important. What would, quick advice or tip would you give to us haunt owners who want to? add that ambient sound and things to our haunts?
12: You know, I that's funny you came over to me because I am a huge Dark Ride fan. I love Halloween. That's like my favorite time of year. Uh, I and, and I always have this secret feeling that like when I retire from filmmaking, I want to just like focus on doing haunted attraction sound because I would love to be part of having that like visceral response of making something and seeing people react to it and and build um, an environment in fact there is even if you go on my Twitter which is um, Matthew Wood and it's just uh, one W so it's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-O-O-D so I just shared the Matthew the W between Matthew and Wood it's at Matthew Wood I have a link usually around Halloween I'll I'll pull out the link to the the Grievous Halloween broadcast we did where we took a a bunch of scary star wars sounds and we made uh an ambient sort of star wars track and grievous comes in every once in a while and says like spooky things Um, we made that uh, like 15 years ago but every you know a few years i bring it out again just to have people put it some people say they put it in their like house during halloween um to like scare kids and stuff but uh uh, yeah, building it. Sound is such a huge part of an experience of entertainment because it's it's subconscious. It's you don't see it with your eyes, so you're hearing it, and it becomes a feeling and an emotion. And you can do a lot of uh, manipulation with with that, um, with uh, discordant sounds and making things. Um, you know, just building. It, you know, the, all the classic things of chains and wind blowing and you know shutters rattling and ghostly voices, and I find whispering to be something that's always quite creepy, and, you know, having a lot of speakers and having control over what goes to those speakers is always fun. I mean, I I, I, I want to know more about the tech of how people do haunted houses, because I I want to get into that at some point, but I just... I will give you my card.
6: You are hired. (laughs) Oh,
12: great, great. Yeah, it's uh, it's always fun. I mean, I travel a lot to some of these conventions, and usually I'm, I'm happy to be somewhere where there's big haunted houses and that's that's you know one part of the pandemic that's been really sad that that was missing out on Halloween for sure that was like a big drag but um amongst amongst many other things that were terrible but that's just one of the things that was on the list uh I I I can't wait till we can start doing that again and having having that kind of um interactions again on that level because I go to those big ones that are in Los Angeles They, they have like uh the scare grounds and the uh, yeah, not 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 scary farm, and the one at uh, Universal, and and then there's one at the uh, the old zoo in Los Angeles, the haunted hayride. Um, I've gone to a bunch in Texas, but I, I just yeah, I love I love it, and those documentaries on Netflix about people that do their their houses up so much. And actually, Dee Bradley Baker, the gentleman I mentioned to you early in this. Uh, thing is um, he's he if you follow him on social media he gets crazy at Halloween he puts so many oh, decorations wow. up at his house and that's great. has like animatronic stuff and cool lighting and smoke machines and all that like he's really into it so it's just this this lovely sort of subculture of people that love that stuff and I'm yeah I'm happy you came by to say hello what a, what a chance encounter but um certainly I, I yeah I hope by October we have something that we can do that's that's Halloween related that's going to be fun for everybody yeah,
6: I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of hits to, to check out that sound effects and everything yeah. thank you so much and if you can once again just give me a shout out it's where they can find your website
12: uh, I go to Twitter I think is the best place to find me and I'm just at Matthew Wood and it's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-O-O-D I share the W between Matthew and Wood and it's just on Twitter there um, I'm also mattwood.com M A T T W O O D.com. com um, but yeah, I work uh, in film, but I'm a, a secret uh, dark ride and haunted attraction enthusiast. <laughs>
6: well, I am glad to meet you. Thank you so much.
12: Thank you.
1: Grave Robber. Grandma got half eaten by a zombie on The Back Big Scary Show. Get you,
5: Barbara. Grandma got eaten by a zombie. Walking home from Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as zombies and we believe. She'd been drinking too much eggnog, and we warned her not to go. She forgot her medication, and she stumbled out the door into the snow. When we found her Christmas morning, at the scene of the attack, there were scratches on her forehead, and incriminating bite marks. I've got an evening by a zombie Walking the from August Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing in zombies. That's what me and Grandpa, we believe Now we're all so proud of Grandpa He's been taking this so well He's sitting there watching Walking Dead And I love the living dead with Cousin Bell It's not Christmas without Grandpa. Wonder. Should we open up against us in the back oh, Grab a by a zombie Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as zombies But that's only a grab we believe Now the goose is on the table And the pudding made of fit And the blue and silver candles That would just have mess with hair and grandma's wig I warned all my friends and neighbors About the rules in sloppy land Travel light and wear a seatbelt Beware of bathrooms, cardio and double tap
8: Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Keron. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Keron. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Doctor. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N
1: As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screenline Studios, Dark Imaginings, Fright Finder, Haunt Peg, Creepy Collection, and Von Charon Productions. We would also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Aethermute, as well as the four hosts, including Storm, Rance and more, HauntMinute.com, Badger, Actor, Trainer and Consultant, rabbitbadger.org Meet Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com, and Jerry Vane, the dot JerryVane.com. And finally, you. Without you, the listener, we are nothing.
0: The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.